Congratulations! <laughs> I just heard it in my head. We are the bombastic, romantic, fantastic lover. We are the bombastic, romantic, fantastic lover. So my world got rocked. Someone told me that Black Mirror was, eh, all right. Who told you that? Uh, just a friend of mine. Yeah? But I was like, what the, am I weird or are they fucking weird? Well, I mean, art is subjective, I suppose. I guess. But um, I would say, I would venture to say that, uh, yes, they are weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same people that are like, not exactly the same person, but when people are like, eh, Twilight Zone's all right, I can't get into that. I'm like, holy shit, then what are you into? Yeah, some people don't dig that so much. I don't know. It's so weird to me. Like, uh, I, I mean, Black Mirror isn't totally a sci-fi show, but like, I'm a sci-fi fan, or at least good sci-fi and uh, and I talk to people all the time. Like I don't know why how you could watch that shit. And I guess I get it. Like you you have to really suspend disbelief to be into it. Some people aren't like that. Some yeah. people are just documentary fucking reality television type people. Even though reality television is probably the fakest thing in the world, but <laughs> like you know, like they want more of or the, you know or dramas or something that has a, their foot more solidly on the ground of realism True. than having to think that there's these. Fucking, you know, you could take videos with your eyes or, you know, all that shit. But that's what's weird about me is that I'm so anti-sci-fi, anti-fantasy. Like, I want my fucking foot on the ground. <laughs> you know? I mean, with I... With your feet in the air and your head on the ground. I, I enjoy using my imagination, I guess. But I don't like fucking millennium falcons travel parsecs you know what i mean i can't get into shit like that i get it but you, you do know? like you do like um uh flying winnebago's though flying winnebago's yep mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. giant hair dryers <laughs> stunt doubles that look like they will uh give you the price of a diamond <laughs> <laughs> this is nuts um Okay. Yeah. This yep. is fucking nuts. That's a lot of inside jokes at the beginning of the show. I guess yeah, I should say, not? welcome to the Awkward High Five Podcast. My name is Devin. And my name is Richard. And uh, and as we start, Rich is blown away that there's somebody out there that doesn't like a television show. Yeah. There's guess, always going to be haters. Yeah, my television intake has gone through the... I went from zero TV to 200% TV in my mm. life. <laughs> More TV than anyone should watch. That's... uh, You know what's weird is... um. I've actually been I've actually been consuming a lot of television lately because I've been on the on the sidelines, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. On the bricks waiting for shit to come through. The waiting is the hardest part as Tom Petty says. The wait, right? Is that how that song goes? I guess I hate Petty. The wait. <laughs> my mind is saying my that's like Now you've been blown? That's like <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that's another thing I'm on the sidelines from. Petty from. hate. Uh, no, I can understand why people don't like Petty. I personally like Tom Petty. I, I do. I, I have a soft spot for him. It's not like I throw in damn the torpedoes every time I get in the car and I'm cruising, <laughs> but I definitely enjoy his music. I see why people like it. Yeah, and the way I eat in is the horror. I feel like this. You know, when I hate it part. when like super young people are like crazy for Petty or <laughs> things that I feel like they just do it because they, you know, like let's all be crazy for Petty. But you see, that is your that's your own My bias. Hate. Yeah, because I feel that way about Led Zeppelin. 
and the doors, and that's yeah. well documented. When uh, when uh, but it's true. Well, the doors I don't get at all. Led Zeppelin I get the doors I don't get at all. But when I see dudes that are especially now that are like in their teens and twenties rocking Zeppelin shirts, I feel that way where I'm like, do they really like this band or they just think this is a cool thing to do? However, if I see somebody in their teens or twenties rocking a Beatles shirt, I'm like, right on, dude. Totally understand. This guy knows music. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it makes sense. But it makes sense in in this in this uh, juncture. Let's say. If you get someone who's a big fan of music and they like Led Zeppelin, okay, you like Led Zeppelin. But then you get those people that don't know music at all, can't even name five bands in the history of music. Yeah. But they're Zeppelin fans, right. you know, because they could get the shirt at Target. Right. Well, that, I mean, that's a big part of it. And we're, and we're seeing, and you see that a lot now with bands that we grew up with, like Pearl Jam and Nirvana. Nirvana, super. Where, um, I mean, I get it. I was a Nirvana freak when I was 13 years old, but... uh but you know, and I see these young kids wearing the the fucking the smiley faced, uh, you know, corporate rock horse shirt and shit, and I'm just kind of like, mm, did they just buy that at Urban Outfielders, or did they actually like Nirvana? I don't yeah. know, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I could understand why wh- how people who were um, who were of age during the '70s would see us coming up wearing like Ramon shirts, who would have thought the same thing, like you know. And it's you know, so I could see how it goes down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I don't think. Have you ever worn a band shirt that you weren't really into the band? Um, let's see. Worn a band shirt and I wasn't into the band. Like I, worn a band shirt because you felt more like uh, as a fashion statement. Yeah, than than the actual yeah. love for the music. I I can't. Th- I mean, I'm I'm not big on wearing band shirts. I could probably count on one hand how many band shirts I've had. Mm-hmm. And. No, never as a fashion statement. I've always been a fan of the band. Yeah, yeah. I think I have too. Because I think I've I'm been pretty big, true to that. I'm not a big band shirt guy. I am a big band yeah. shirt guy. I'm I'm that I'm that traditional black band shirt with a with a zip up hoodie over the band shirt, mm-hmm. fucking jeans and uh, samba Adidas sneakers guy. Like I've fallen into that. I've been that dude for over a decade. That's just my style, and I've just said fuck it. I don't try to. Every once in a while, I'll throw on a collared shirt, and I'll feel like that's fancy. <laughs> but there's still a hoodie, a zip up hoodie over it. <laughs> I look like every college fucking um, professor. Im- no, like <laughs> well, yeah, probably. But I was gonna say every college like improv taking classes at the UCB theater guy yeah, yeah, that I exists. That's what I look like in life. Sacconi sneaks. But, but I think back on our punk rock days. Um, and uh, and one of the big things that was was very popular back then was the, the leather jackets or the, the jean jackets with all the patches all over them. Yeah. And I always used to think this even back then, like some of the biggest patches that you'll see on everybody's uh, on everybody's jackets was always crass. The misfits. Discharge. Well, the misfits, I get. I mean, I love the misfits. So but like, cra- like, OK, I get crass. I, I get the crass and where they're coming from and like politically why you might like their music. But they just weren't that good of a band. No. They weren't that good of a band that everybody that was into punk rock would have a giant crass back piece on their leather. I, I And I'm sure that most people just did it because, like, that's what you did. Yeah. You know, they was... saw other people with crass on the back of it, so they put crass back Yeah, there. yeah. You know, what would crass, discharged, Sham 69, although I really do like Sham 69. I also like discharged. It's, it's not that the I... Addicts. The Addicts. Yeah, it's not that I dislike any of these bands. I like them all. But I think, especially in our age, in our age group, let's say in the early 90s when everybody was rocking that stuff, if they were really going to be true to the bands that they listened to, the the patches probably should have been more 
no effects, bad religion, I totally you know, agree. like that yeah. kind of shit than Sham 69 and Crass. Yeah. You know, so there's there's always some of that going on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the most offensive thing to me is when you see like these hot ass fucking uh, it, like mock GQ models or like these urban outfitter or I forget what's the other uh, American Eagle. What's the ones that like have the the, the dudes naked on all their fucking Abercrombie, and Abercrombie Fitch. and Fitch, like those kind of models, and then they're rocking like a ripped up Ramones T-shirt, and they're trying yeah, that yeah. fucking bothers the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. So okay, this ties everything together with what I wanted to say. So I've Good. been I've been watching a lot of television lately because mm-hmm. I've kind of been hanging around. And uh, on the sidelines, like I said, because the way down is the hardest <laughs> part. That's just been stuck in my head all day. Let's end it. Uh, no, I'm hey, going to do it more and more. Um, so I've been going. I have my brother's Hulu account, and I've been burning through the SNLs of the past few years. What's the difference between Hulu and Netflix? Hulu is more uh, – they have – shows they'll update shows as they air so let's say like you watch bob's burgers and then once the new bob's burgers comes out i guess like in the next day or two that one new episode will also be available on hulu that's pretty cool it's all right you know uh, but they don't have as many movies and they don't have as many original shows and stuff like that i actually seen something pretty funny uh some girl posted something that said I'm so fucking sick of Netflix and chill guys. They're all fuck boys or whatever. They could all go to hell. And some dude comments on her shit and says, how about Hulu in a relationship? <laughs> I was like, that's pretty funny. That's where I'm at in I life. I like a nice Hulu in a relationship. Yeah. A nice, uh, a nice um, fucking corporate comedy sitcom. Like, that's the thing. On on, <laughs> on Hulu, you get, like, what a, two broke girls or Big Bang Theory or all these, like, shitty fucking um, network sitcoms, yeah. you know? Where it's Netflix, you get some sh- cool shit. And I think Netflix is more about the shows that are made for Netflix than they are the actual shows that they have on there. You know what I'm saying? What? Like, like uh, not popular sitcoms, but more of like the underground cult kind of shows. Right. I like Netflix for, number one, their original content, mm-hmm. Sans the OA, which, by the way, I still have been getting emails about people who love that show. Really? So apparently, we were way off base. But uh, but it's an opinion. Yeah, right. Exactly. Off base. Right. 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 Well, it was, uh, yeah. It was just a, a major disappointment. Right. Exactly. You wanted some, you wanted the mothership to come down. Right. Or something. You know. You didn't want it, like you said, an interpretive dance to save the school <laughs> shooting. Um. Anyway, but but the original shows, uh, and then the ability to go back and watch old shows like like Cheers and Frasier. Yeah, that's those, where it's at. Those are the two things that I really enjoy Netflix for. Hulu, I believe, is more just to keep up with what's up there now. And in that vein, I've been watching the SNLs. Um, and the reason I I haven't watched SNL in a while, and the reason I started watching it is because. I was hearing so much great things about how Alec Baldwin is doing Trump so well and they're really handling the election well. And that's always when SNL is the most prime. Like when you think of our heyday watching SNL, you think of Dana Carvey doing George Bush. Yeah. Like the political stuff uh, or or um, um, fucking oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, holy crap. Why can't I think of his name? Fucking news radio. Phil From Hartman doing SN- oh, Phil, Phil Hartman, Hartman yeah. doing George, uh, George. Jesus Christ. Bill Clinton. Phil Hartman doing Bill Clinton. Yeah. You said the mothership before, so now I have George Clinton on Sorry. my mind. Uh, Phil yeah, Hartman I doing Bill Clinton. Phil Hartman doing the Bill Clinton going into McDonald's. Warlord eating all the yeah, flies. Yeah, right. And Chris Farley's like, not too shit. Yeah. <laughs> which is something I still say to this day. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, so uh, uh, the political thing will always bring me back to the SNL. 
And I've been watching it, and I, you know what? My opinion doesn't really matter. It's, I don't think it's that great. But anyway. So who's doing Trump? Alec Baldwin. That's actually very good. Uh, he's doing like well, is he like a staple on SNL now? Well, he's doing every cold open because every cold open they're doing uh, a debate thing. I you know I'm only I'm watching last year's shows when before Trump was elected, so they're still doing the debates. You know I'm sure but I'm sure now he's gonna for the next four years he's gonna have a steady job on SNL because yeah. it's just gonna be Trump City. Um, well, he was the most. Uh, he he hosted more than anyone, right? He had I believe most, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's shoot. funny as shit. Yeah, uh, Jack Donaghy and and Thirty Rock. I mean, the guy is hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, what? a little side note, which is very weird, is I have a hard time associating young Beetlejuice Alec Baldwin with older Thirty Rock Alec Baldwin. They really? they seem like two. When you watch Beetlejuice, do you get the feeling that that's the same person whatsoever? I don't have that issue with Baldwin. No, really? I, I do know it's Baldwin. It's yeah. like, like I've talked about this before. Uh, it's le- not like the Pacino effect by any means. What's the Pacino effect? Oh, like Godfather Pacino is anything like Heat Pacino. Those are two different men. Really? Complete. Yeah. Why don't, you don't have that issue? I don't with have that issue with Pacino. Oh, Pacino. I feel like it. it you know, that's fucking Egg Pacino. <laughs> I'm the Egg Pacino. Yeah. I am the Egg Pacino. Like dog. Arr. Like from Godfather to Dog Day Afternoon and Serpico, and then all of a sudden comes Scent of a Woman, and he was that character for the rest of his life. Yeah, I guess I know what you're talking about with the hoo-ha shit yeah, and everything. Yeah, he became that person. Yeah, I yeah. guess I could see that. I had never really thought about it that way. Huh. Like, what do you do? Smoke a carton of Marlboros? Because he used to be like, hey, I'm Al Pacino. How's it going? And then all of a sudden, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm Al. <laughs> it's true. I never thought about it that way. It was. I think it was Scent of a Woman was the mm-hmm. was the crossover. And then he just stayed that guy. Um. But yeah, you have that issue with Baldwin, huh? Well, yeah, I, I and and I've and the other person I have that issue with is Dave Grohl. Those are the two. <laughs> oh, I knew about Nirvana, that, yeah. Dave Grohl, and Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. Even early Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. I feel like are two completely different people. They really? look different. They talk different. They act <laughs> different. And 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 Beetlejuice, Alec Baldwin. And as a matter of fact, the first time I went back and watched Beetlejuice as an adult. I was surprised that that was Alec Baldwin. Like, I had to reacquaint myself to the fact that that was Alec Baldwin. You thought it was Billy Baldwin? Yeah, I thought it may be Billy, maybe even fucking Stephen Baldwin. I don't know. <laughs> really? Daniel Baldwin? Now, give me, uh, is Alec Baldwin in Biodome with Pauly Shore? Is no, that- that's Steven. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, really? <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I don't know how we got off on it. Anyway, going back to SNL, going back to tie everything that we were just talking into into one nice little tiny bow. Is that I'm watching SNL, and whether I like it or not is totally a different thing. But I've been giving the musical guests their their chance. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm watching on Hulu. I could fast forward through it if I want to, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. What's this band? Twenty One Pilots. Never heard of them. I'm going to give them a chance. What's this? And that's a good place to judge a band. What? SNL and Conan. You really get the raw flavor, of right? The band. And and I could tell you that I've never felt this old in my life as a 36 about to in exactly 30 days become a 37 year old man i finally reached that threshold where i'm old and i do not understand new music mm, i've reached yeah. it now i hear you now here's the thing uh, uh the music that i love like punk and hardcore music or even i would even say like the hip-hop music for even though i'm not giant into the underground scene and that but i'll pick stuff up from here and there uh that stuff 
I, the new bands that come out doing that, I still love and I still stay abreast on. I still understand. But as far as popular music goes, I don't get it. Mm. Like they even had a Lady Gaga fucking um, performance on there. And I was like, OK, it's the Gaga. It's the lady. I could get into this. Right. So I'm watching it and I didn't understand the song that she was doing. Well, she went country. Was she country? Uh, she, it was kind of country. Yeah. She was playing like a great guitar. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't get it. I, w- I was confused when I seen her new gimmick. Yeah, it, it, like even that, like I know some some Lady Gaga songs. I know them. You know, I, I could get. I, it's not that she's my favorite thing in the world. Just like Petty, I'm not throwing her on when I'm cruising. <laughs> but if it comes on, I could get down to it. Ah, I'll throw on a little poker face for the real long ride. Home. <laughs> but even that, uh, the the band that comes to my head the most is uh, is Twenty One Pilots. Do you have you ever heard this band? I've heard of them, yeah. And and if you played their popular song, I'd be able to say, oh, I've heard that before. Yeah, I've never but. heard their song before. And then I even looked them up, and apparently, what they did on Saturday night Saturday Night Live was like a stripped-down version of their songs. I guess their songs are more electro-pop normally. Yeah, I know there's a drummer, a rapper, and a few machines. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I I just, I was watching it, and I was like, I wanted, I didn't want to get into it because I wanted to find a new band. I just wanted to get into it to prove to myself that I'm just not this <laughs> old fart who's like totally out of music. And dude, I just, I did not understand it's it. It's not impressive at all, and supposedly they're huge. They're huge. Yeah, but it was just, I didn't, I don't understand it. And uh, there's, a, there's it's a definitely no like it's that. no time goes right out the window. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it might stem from that being the whole DJ and oh, it's definitely scratching. that's definitely going on. Oh, it, and by the way, I heard someone's phone ring the other day, and their fucking ringtone was Sugarfly Baby. Really? Yeah, I was like, holy shit, you're really gonna represent? Wow, in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> In the family, Jews. <laughs> like, that has got to be the worst song ever. And you're letting the world know as your ring. Well, I bet well. you what that is, my friend, is you got a little taste of hipster ironic, <laughs> uh, uh, irony nostalgia, because that is huge. That's crazy. And here's my thing with hipster irony nostalgia, because I'll fall into that sometimes. You know, I like a nice ironic t shirt or liking a movie that's so bad that it's good or anything <laughs> like that. Like, I feel like our generation was was deep into that as well. Not as it's not so much in the forefront as this new millennial generation, but I think that we got down with that. But the, my 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 thing has always been this: is if you like something ironically, you just like it. Yeah, yeah. So you could act like you like it ironically, but and 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 that might be your your the way that you put it forth to the world. But you really just like it. Yeah. If you're putting that much effort into it, <laughs> if you're at a bar with your fucking dude bro friends. And Journey comes on the jukebox, and you guys start ironically singing Journey because it's funny and it's ironic. That's great. But just know that that means that you just like Journey. And that's fine. No one's judging you. But just like Journey. You don't have to like it ironically. You know what I mean? Whatever. You're a small town girl living in a small town world. And just fucking just deal with it. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people just can't admit the fact that that's truly what they are even though there's nothing wrong with journey journey's fine they're a great band sure steve but perry i don't know I, guess. I don't know why saying the lead singer's name would fucking <laughs> back up what you're saying but he uh he's dead right no he's not dead he's not no then why do they have some asian boys because I, I think perry said fuck it i got enough money and then also i think he can't hit those notes anymore really yeah are you kidding uh, me okay no uh, band, no dude when he gets into his like late forties, fifties could hit the it, who sings like Steve Perry could hit those notes. Yeah, and you that's know why when you puffing Marlboros. That's why when you watch most older bands, like they'll get back together for the rock and roll hall of fame ceremony, they play their songs like three fucking octaves lower than they, they used to play it so that the singer could hit the notes. They do. That's crazy. 
Yeah. So I don't know. Let's. I want to go in reverse here. Okay. Now you got me thinking SNL. Um, I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say, but what's your favorite SNL era? Oh, definitely uh, the '90s Phil Hartman era. Phil oh. Hart. Phil Hartman is by far my favorite SNL cast member of all time. The that era with him and Carvey. And Mike, Myers. Mike Myers and then like towards the end when like the Sandlers and everybody started coming in like that yeah, overlap yeah. there like that was by far you know but that was also that was also our time so I don't know I know, you know? because there was there was a good chunk of SNL where I just didn't see it for years and couldn't even tell you who the cast members were I would say the the whole time remember when it was like pretty much run by the girls like tina well that's how it is fey. now but yeah 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 like right after will ferrell yeah tina fey amy poehler that yeah, stuff yeah well who were the dudes will ferrell um that was also a great time though uh well yeah yeah I, dude I, I, uh tina fey amy poehler maya rudolph fucking one of the most underrated saturday night live cast members of all time she might be the funniest human being in the world it's definitely the funniest woman in the world yeah the, uh, the weird hot one i don't know why she's a sex pot but she is which one's that the one that's in uh, the do over with Adam Sandler and David Spade, which you said you haven't seen, but you have to because it's hilarious. I don't know. She's in. Uh, she makes appearances in um, Parks and Rec as the political advisor. She was never on a Saturday Night Live. What? She's no. a Saturday Night Live girl. No, 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 no. You're talking about yes. the one that we uh, we were talking. No, you're you're getting her confused with Anna Gasteyer. I don't know who Anna Gasteyer is. You're getting, I'm, I guarantee you you're getting her confused with Anna Gasteyer. How Unless she, I'm wrong. Well, she's always with Sandler. She's always with David Spade and them. No, you're getting the, you're getting her confused. Really? Yes. You're talking about the- Bust out some pictures. The girl, the girl that we talked about a few episodes ago yeah. that we both love. Yeah. No, she's like- She's like a UCB kind of. She's like like a Paul Shear and fucking those kind of people. I think. And she never did Saturday Night Live. I I, I you know what I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Because but but how I'll tell you I what. Her so well. I'll tell you what. I think you're getting her uh, confused with Anna Gasteyer because I they're very That's the real squinty woman. They're very similar looking. Anna Gasteyer is the one that did the um that used to do the the thing with will ferrell where they were singing songs like in the yes, auditorium and yes. shit yeah that's anna gasteyer yeah and she and uh and they do look very similar as a matter of fact anna gasteyer is in lady dynamite the show that i loved from last year with um fucking maria bamford and at first i thought it was our girl but it wasn't and now what's her name yeah but nah that girl has to have made it a senate live small run or something because how would i know her so well I, I definitely don't know her so well from the small few appearances she's made. She's always with the Sandler crew, you know, because Sandler always reuses. What is she? SNL what buddy. is she in in Sandler? She's not. You're she's getting not? this. You're yeah. You're getting this way confused. Way confused. I have a feeling she was in That's My Boy. No, I never saw That's My Boy. That's another thing. Is you, you never saw That's My Boy. Is you go way much deeper down the Sandler <laughs> fucking hole than I, I around little Nikki? I fucking dove off, and really? you and you fucking stayed on way into the two thousands. That's My Boy is like little Nikki in the new days. I think the last one that I really watched was Big Daddy. Maybe really? Yeah. Oh, that's nineties. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Holy shit! No, yeah, Catherine Hahn, which I should remember this because we did this last time. And, and that, I, that's her. That's the sex pot. Sex spot and was hilarious. Never, never in SNL. Um, I, I, I do not believe so. Yeah, that's the thing. Like she was in Kroll Show, and you know Parks and Rec and stuff like that. I don't. 
I'm looking. I'm going down. I would be surprised if she was. I think. Really? I think I'd you're be getting surprised a, if she was. I get. I think you're getting a gas dyer Han fucking station thing. Yeah, but gas dyer whatever does not touch Han when it comes to sex partners. But you would be surprised how um, similar they look. Really? If, yes. I know they both have big smiles and squinty eyes. I know that. Yeah. But when it comes to sex pot, gas dyer can't touch Han. <laughs> You just call her Gash Tire? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. As in like a slight fucking reference to maybe her vagina? Mm-hmm. That's pretty creative. And no, she's not. She's never on Saturday Night Live. Are you serious? I'm serious, and I knew I was serious. Wow, that fucks my world up a little. Sorry. Damn. So she really then hasn't done much. She's done a ton of movies, and really? she's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she is funny. Um. Okay, so... Uh, you know what? I, I I would say that uh, what was the question? A favorite error of SNL? Yeah, yeah. That definitely is the one that I think of the most. But also, SNL has been on our whole life, so it's kind of like music, where the shit that you listen to in high school and early college is kind of the shit that you will listen to for the rest of your life. And like SNL is kind of the same way. Like I bet you, there's a ton of people out there that uh, that are like you know younger, like the millennial kids now. Who their favorite time of Saturday Night Live is always going to be uh, the Lonely Island shit, but, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. that that shot Saturday Night Live back into existence when that came up, right. and that was also was a great era of Saturday. Night. I loved the, those digital shorts and all that shit it was hilarious. Yeah, I kind of wasn't that into it, but you know, it has that same phenom is wrestling because mm. you get the young kids that are growing up and they're like, man, the golden age of The Rock and Stone Cold and Triple H, and you're like, man, that's not the golden, golden age. Yeah, that's another thing. You know, they call that the attitude era you know what okay you're bringing up we're me and you are on the same wavelength today my friend Mm -hmm. because this is something that i legit thought of for the show prep that i did for the show that i wanted to talk to you about um what can i ask you a question because much like adam sandler movies you also go a little bit more deep down the (laughs) the wrestling uh hole than i do yeah i do I also kind of around the same time that I saw Big Daddy and tapped out, I believe was the same time that I stopped watching wrestling. <laughs> and what in the hell is the wrestling, the WWF or WWE Hall of Fame? Can I ask you this? I, the, it's like any other Hall of Fame, no? They just immortalize you as a wrestler, I guess? Yeah, or, okay. I get that. Maybe you get a little bit of bread. <laughs> I get that, but it doesn't make any sense. Like because I've se- I have a lot of friends on Facebook who are still really into wrestling, even though they're in their late thirties, early forties, love wrestling, and a lot of them have put up recently that Kurt Angle, which I remember, I remember him wrestling. Uh, he was like the Olympian dude, right? Yeah. That Kurt Angle is getting inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in two thousand seventeen. Okay. Now here's the thing: you just said not deserved. This is my question: What isn't he deserving of? How is this a thing? I don't know. Because here's I mean, the deal. Now, now you're bringing this up, and how is any Hall of Fame a thing? Well, I thought about that, and that's a valid point. Because believe me, I did. I, th- I had an argument in my brain about this. Mm-hmm. Now, um, it, yes, how is there a football Hall of Fame? How is there a baseball Hall of Fame? And my, my answer to that is, as far as I know, the, the NBA, NFL, and certainly the MLB Hall of Fames are separate entities, number one. They're not like MLB. I, as far as I know, doesn't control the the MLB Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. Right, it's a separate entity. But also, they're judging people on on their merits in actual sports, like people who, who their their performance in actual There's sports. There's actual statistics to back it up. The WWE is a soap opera. 
Like that would literally be yeah. like having a Days of Our Lives Hall of Fame that's run by Days of Our Lives. Yeah. Now I get that these guys are physical. I get that they put on shows, but as far as as how many fucking straps they've won, yeah. how many tag team titles they've won and everything is all imaginary and made up. They're all storylines. Yeah. So there's no actual merit that would get them into any sort of Hall of Fame. And also the WWE Hall of Fame is run by the WWE. <laughs> so now when I hear people saying that Kurt Angle's going into WWE Hall of Fame, it's it's not on anything but WWE just said okay you know this I I just I've been thinking about it and my mind has been perplexed Uh over this whole thing it makes a lot of sense it doesn't make any sense well I'm saying what you're saying makes a lot of sense Uh, okay because yeah if you want okay uh, Kurt Angle won the WWF championship five times he didn't earn that. That was all Vince deciding that he's yeah. going to win the title based on the storyline. Right. So why does he deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame? Right. You're absolutely right. But you know what? I have seen people earn spots in the WWF Hall of Fame that were never champion, like Razor Ramon. Was he ever champion? I don't think so. I think I remember him wearing a belt at one point. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Now, I would... Put- it wasn't just some Spanish, like... <laughs> Sarong. <laughs> oh, what? A sarong. That can't be a real thing. A sarong? <laughs> yeah, it's like that dress the guys wear at the beach <laughs> around their waist. You know what? I'm not even going to look it up. I'm just going to take your word for it that the sarong is a thing. <laughs> it, is, it is. And it's possible. It might be. You know? I I, I, I don't know. I Look, I would put uh, I would put Razor Ramon in the fucking NFL Hall of Fame. <laughs> Like, I love that man. Just for his appearance in that Jake the Snake documentary alone, still chewing on a toothpick. He deserves to go in every Hall of Fame. He should be in the Tennis Hall of Fame. Well, he actually single-handedly created a new expression. What's that? Suck it? A uh, close. The the now, the because of him, the underground term for I just jerked off is I'm hanging up my Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> I put I just put up my tree. This so is not you, true. If I just watch, this is not true. You're just lying no, to the I'm listeners not. of Awkward I Five. This just, is like when you tried to tell me that kids <laughs> said that they're high as cheese. That does that did exist. I'm not, I want to say early to that, but I just want the listeners at home to know that Richie's just lying to you. <laughs> this is the truth. If I just spanked it and to porn, and you called me up five minutes after, and you're like, "What are you doing?" I'd be like, "I just put my tree up." When does this happen? And why? And how does this link into fucking Reza Ramon? I'll tell you. Because Ramon put up his Christmas tree. And uh, can you put pictures on Twitter? He Instagrammed. He took a picture. You could also put pictures on Twitter. All right. So he Instagrammed. He took a picture. He put up his Christmas tree, which was a sorry-ass tree for now, this is a present, Hall of Famer. This is present-day Scott Hall? This is present-day Hall. Fucking fat, gray hair, still chewing on a toothpick. Yeah, heavy, hobbled legs. Heavy on the booze. Got it. Said, just put the tree up. That was like his uh, hashtag. Took a picture of his Christmas tree. And in the background, it's fucking like Belladonna getting it in the ass heavy. (laughs) (laughs) So they were like, Scott Hall did a little whoops on Instagram saying he just put his tree up. But then uh, on the fucking TV, it's hardcore porn. Really? So I just put my tree up. (laughs) His slang for I just spanked it. Wow, man. Based on Razor. I can't wait to go put my tree up after this episode. <laughs> right? See, it's, it's a good expression. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. It's, it's not pretty, bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, that's a true story. I didn't make that shit up. A friend of mine, real quick, a little, a little caveat. Me me and a friend of mine bonded once over the fact that... Um, over putting your tree up? About put, Well, here's the <laughs> deal. Uh, we, for some one reason or another, in some sort of drunken or drug-induced stupor at a very early age, me and a, a, a close friend of mine 
were in the bonding stages where we were really, you know, like we we're hanging out all the time and just like talking to each other about shit. And uh, we 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 both reached the point where we we were talking about our panic attacks and our our generalized anxiety that we were suffering through, and and no doubt self medicating at the time. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he um, said to me something that I had never said to somebody else before that when sometimes when he was having a panic attack, the thing that he would do to let himself know that he wasn't having. Like, because when you have panic attacks, sometimes you think that there's actual real serious ailment going oh, on. Yeah, like, yeah. you feel like you're having a heart attack or a heart stroke. Heart attack, big time. So, one of the things that he used to do was he would jerk off. To which, help it? Which is also something that I would do. Really? Because the the mindset is this. And, and, and now that I know this, I believe that it's kind of a universal truth. I don't know if it applies to women or not. I don't know if they're, if they're that easy to, to fucking masturbate in these kind of situations. But I believe that a lot of men that, that suffer from anxiety and panic attacks have probably had this experience. The thing is, is that you don't know what's real and what's not real. So to be able to get hard and jerk off while you're having a panic attack, not only will soothe you after the the final admission, but also if you are actually having a heart attack or a stroke, there's no way that your dick could get hard and you could jerk off. So it kind of makes you feel like, uh, I, okay, I'm having a panic attack. So it, somehow through conversation, we both realized mm-hmm. that we had both done this before. <laughs> so then years after that, we would just say to each other, like, I'm going to go home and have a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so uh, now I'm thinking that I'm just, you know, up putting up my tree is going to take over panic attacks. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. But yeah, you know what? Uh, putting up your tree actually helps with... Uh, Opiate withdrawals. Really? I don't know if it so much helps, but um, when you're actually on the drug, it takes a lot longer to put your tree up. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm talking on any drug. Lights, beads, bows, everything. Fucking ornaments from the past. Yeah. Uh, fucking, you have, to, you have to put that stupid stand in and then screw those screws into the bark and then yes. make sure it's level. <laughs> Fill up the water with some weird pitcher that you're sloshing all over the place. Get all that tree sap falling down on your ass. <laughs> I get it. I've been there. But when you're sick and you're going through opioid withdrawals, you hang that one Charlie Brown red ball and it's over. (laughs) That's it. Okay. Can I I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, In in regards to, with regards to putting up trees, having panic attacks, (laughs) a.k.a. jacking off, uh, when you're really hungover, do you get crazy horny? When I'm hungover? Yes. When you wake up after a Hmm. long night of drinking... And you're in the stages of being hungover. Does that make you crazy horny? Not that I remember. Maybe it did. I can't remember if it did. It's been that long since you've had a a slam and hangover? Well, no. I've had a slam and hangover, but the last ones I've had have been so bad that that's the last thing on my mind. I wouldn't mind dying. Well, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes, even when I have such a bad hangover that that, I can't fully function... That's still the first priority for me really? is to exercise the demon. Just if to you put will. your tree up, or if I if I happen to have spent the night with a fine lady and it's the next morning and we're both hungover, I'm certainly going to try to somehow oh. fucking like what what I'm saying is being hungover for some reason makes me insanely horny, and I don't I don't know why. Well, and I've asked still drunk a little. Bit. I've asked uh, <laughs> I, I've asked women that I've been with, and some of them have concurred, and some of them haven't. I've asked friends, and some of them concurred, and ha- some of them haven't, but. It, yeah, again, at a time where where uh, you certainly don't want to be doing anything that that, that takes that much physical exertion, and mm-hmm. all, actually the act of doing it 
fucking afterwards isn't even that pleasurable because afterwards you feel worse and you're spinning and and you shouldn't have exerted that much energy. Yeah, but yeah, still, spinning. It, but still, it's something that that is a necessity for me almost every time huh. that I'm super hungover. Well, I'm just you know now I'm just gonna have to remember it and see what's up because now I'm report curious. back. Yeah, I'm super <laughs> curious now because I never. Uh, you know, like you said, if you wake up with somebody, it's different. You just fucking put their tree up real quick. But I've never, oh, I well, just can't but, remember. But also, but also, it's not like uh, like sometimes if you're in a long term relationship and you're and you're used to waking up drunk with each other. You know, it's sometimes it's hard. It sometimes the other party isn't into it. You know, mm. some it, you you have to. I think maybe the goal in my life actually at this point now I'm just working this all out fucking while I'm talking to you <laughs> at this moment. But I'm starting to realize that maybe of all the things that I look for in women for a life partner. Maybe the one thing that I need to be looking for is a girl that's super horny when she's hungover. Because mm. if I could fucking lock that in, then life would be pretty good. Because if there's two things I like, is drinking and fucking, right? And also and a bunch of other those. things. <laughs> <laughs> but specifically when I'm hungover. And uh, and look, all right. I just I just had some fucking self-realization right yeah. here on the A High Five podcast. Well, I mean, those are two big shoes to fill. You know what I mean? Drinking and fucking. Once you fill those shoes, everything else is a sock. Now, I've always had the drinking because any girl I've ever dated has been a crazy alcoholic just like <laughs> I have. But sometimes – and some of them are into the hangover uh, uh, sex romp, but sometimes they're not. Hmm. Now I get a look at Hangover romp. That is so That's what I'm talking about. Not getting drunk and having sex. Yeah, that's obviously. Just, that's just something that, that should life. happen. That's right? Tuesday. That's life. I'm talking about waking up at fucking 9 in the morning – Crazy, crazy hungover on, on a fucking Sunday where you both want to die, but you're both so crazy horny that you have to have sex with each other. And you can't eat first. No, certainly not. Nothing comes Nothing comes in the way of uh, of the horniness. That's making me think of pork, leg, and cheese now. You always <laughs> have to put up your tree and have a panic attack before anything else. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. That's the way I've always lived. I don't know why. It's probably some weird defect in my body, but it, it happens. Because sometimes exerting that much energy from a hangover before I eat just leads to bad things. Yeah. Like like you said, super dizzy, maybe even a throw up. Well, can, another thing is this, which I've realized at a very late age with my hangovers, is the whole overeating, like greasy, carby food when I'm hungover, you feel like that's going to make you feel better. It, it's, it does not for me. It doesn't help me whatsoever. As a matter of fact, it makes me feel worse. My heart starts racing. I fucking, I feel like shit. <laughs> I always wanted to do that. <laughs> okay. But yeah, the heart racing, yes. But the stomach problems and headache goes away for me. Mm, it doesn't. But, what I've realized. My heart will be like, Boom, boom, yeah, boom yeah. when I eat with a hangover. Yeah, I can't. Because that's your blood rushing to your stomach, I assume. And you have no, and you have nothing to do but just lay there and maybe like shake your foot like really hard so that you don't feel the heartbeat through your chest. RLS. I can't fucking, I can't deal with it. So what I've realized, and, and believe me, I realized this much later in life than I should have. I'm talking early 30s, I realized this, that the only thing that helps me food-wise with a hangover is fucking eating healthy. Really? Like if I eat fruit or vegetables... Or and the craziest thing is exercise. Exercise actually fucking helps you. Fuck. Like if you have if you have enough balls to get up with a crazy hangover and go for like a jog <laughs> or, or something like that, you'll actually feel better quicker. That's but insane. it's so hard to do it. And also eating healthy is hard. Like I know that if I have a if I have a glass of green tea and a banana in the morning when I'm hungover and then wait, I will get better quicker. Yeah. But of course, in the same way that I just want to fucking jerk off or fuck when I'm when I'm hungover, 
I also just want to shove a fucking bacon, egg, and cheese in my mouth. Yes. And it's hard not to do, but it always makes you feel worse. And I do not understand how we got on hangover <laughs> fucking sex from SNL. Well, you know what's weird for me? I always uh, bring this up to people when the hangover talk comes into play is my hangover remedy, believe it or not... <laughs> This is some zany shit. Okay. <laughs> it's Burger King. <laughs> and Ew. I know. I feel like if I ate Burger King, I'd have a hangover from <laughs> eating Burger King. I know. Like we've said it many times, Burger King is the bottom of my fast food totem pole. It's the bottom of everything. I, I think the I, only thing under Burger King as far as food quality is TGI Fridays. <laughs> it's like you eat dirt, then TGI Fridays, then Burger King, <laughs> and then everything after that. Well, my I've you know, I've experimented with hangover foods. And I get a plain burger, no cheese, on a bun, no ketchup, burger, bun, hangover gone. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I could only guess that that has to do with just having some sort of, like, protein injection that fucking... And um, the bread, maybe, to absorb. Or see, whatever. but that's the thing. I don't know. I don't think that, it's, it's certainly for me, the carbs are the worst part. Yeah. Like if I eat something really carby, that's what makes you like a lot of bread. That's yeah. That's what I have problems digesting, which makes my heart jump out of my chest and I feel like shit. But one single burger from BK, I don't think does too much damage. It's when I have like a serious breakfast. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm dogging pancakes with sausage and an OJ and bacon, that's when the heart will pop out, you know. But Mm -hmm. if I have one burger from BK just to absorb the poisons, it does the trick. Now, let me tell you something. There's a mutual friend of ours, a dude that we love. Um, uh, he might have been the person that ruthlessly stole this mixer from his work <laughs> to give it to the A High Five uh, uh, podcast, risking his career over giving us a nice mixer. Um, he is inf- infamously uh, loves salt. All right. He's a salt man. Mm-hmm. I, I was the best man at his wedding, and at, at the uh, at the fucking best man speech, I talked most of the time about salt because right. my man loves salt. I really does. You know those salt it, lamps it, that it, people are all that are like the big thing now. Everyone gets these salt lamps. I've seen that motherfucker lick a salt lamp before. Wait, it's a lamp made out of salt? Yeah, and it's supposed to be good for like the atmosphere. Like it's good for you to breathe in. It's therapeutic and stuff. But it's made of fucking salt, like rock salt, and they're lamps. And he has had one of those for a long time, and I've seen him lick it. The man loves I mean, salt. Eventually, is does the lamp go away? Because <laughs> like, if you keep licking it, I don't have these answers. No. Moving okay. on to All the right. more of the point. Right, right, right. Is one time um, early earlier on, he uh, had gone to Burger King, and much like you on a hangover thing, got a plain burger. I seen it with just a bun, nothing else, no cheese, no lettuce, tomato, any of that. And it was a Whopper. It was a Whopper. Yeah. Nothing else on it. And I and and then I watched him unwrap the burger, then take about two or three salt packets and make a giant fucking pyramid of salt on top of the burger, take the bun of the burger, smush it down onto the burger. And at this point, I was thoroughly disgusted. <laughs> so I, 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 I expressed to him my disgust in the situation that he would get this fast food burger, assault it with salt, no pun intended. And then, and then start to eat it. And he looked at me and he said, just try it. I was going to say, did you try it? So being the adventurer that I am, I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to make fun of something that I've never tried. I'm going to try it. I bit into it. Banging. It was the most delicious thing I've ever <laughs> right? had in my life. Yeah. Now, I, never, I would never eat that way because that's fucking death fucking <laughs> right away. But he was correct. I think the same thing happened with me. I think I insulted the shit of it until he made me bite it. And it was so 
fucking good. I don't think it was so much the salt, but it was just that big flame-broiled patty sitting by itself on the soft bun. Are they really flame-broiled, though? Yeah. I don't think they are. Not in a wide-open grill, but I've seen them. I I peek through and I watch. It's like this little (laughs) oven... And they put it in this little oven, and in the oven is flames. Mm, okay. I've seen it. I think that they like take like a fucking uh, thing that actually makes those marks in it and just put it on there <laughs> after they, they just grilled it. it on a regular <laughs> griddle. No, no, no. I've seen it. Mm, all right. Flame. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just a matter of – because a Whopper, you get like – you get tomato, which just ruins it from the jump. But then you get the lettuce, and you don't get like real lettuce. You get like – that middle yellow piece of the lettuce that's shaped like a fucking spade and it's mm-hmm. and it lumps up and it's hard and, and it's, it, like you get the stem on it so the bottom you like it's even harder to the chew eh, on disgusting it doesn't stay, stay symmetrically on the sandwich it is always trying to slide out of like the <laughs> northwest west region yeah because it's a lump and then you get 1800 pickles that i don't want and what else is on there a bunch of shit mayo slopping out the side way too much mayo that anyone should eat and they put they pre put the ketchup, and I mean the onions aren't bad because I don't know I guess the onions are pretty good at BK, but <laughs> everything else is just slop. Now when I was a BK patron back in the day when I had no money and BK was around the corner from where I lived and, and I they had there. real fries. Yeah, and they didn't have those corn starchy go cold within 30. If you go to Burger King, order fries, and then pull out of the drive-thru, your fries are already cold and shitty. Disgusting. What? Worst fries in the world. Worst fries. And only like five fries world. fit in the fucking box. Um, and they're so fluffy. But my, my main uh, dish that I used to get there was, and I don't know if they serve it anymore, because when I tell you that it's been years since I've, I mean, it's probably been half a decade since I've had Burger King. Um, was the chicken sandwiches. They, they were the long chicken yes. sandwiches, and they had an Italian and American. Mm-hmm. I would always get the American chicken sandwich with the ch- with the American cheese, lettuce, tomato, and mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. I might have actually once wanted that sandwich so badly that I went there in the middle of an insane acid trip and <laughs> ate a Burger King chicken sandwich while tripping on acid, you know which, I, which goes to show how much I was craving that. I put bacon on that shit. Yeah, you baking it up? Baking that bitch up. One time I got the grilled chicken sandwich, and the, who knows how long they sit there because who the fuck eats those? Yeah, right. But I got a grilled chicken sandwich with bacon and cheese only. Amazing. No, really? No lettuce, no tomato. Really? Just cheese, bacon, chicken, bun. I'm going to have to take your word for Amazing. it. Amazing. I don't think I've ever had a grilled chicken sandwich from a fast food place because it's, that not, one time. because it's not health, It's not a healthier alternative. Yeah. It's all shitty, so might as well just go with the extra fucking fried breading on it. Mm-hmm. Might as well. And uh, I think I was in McDonald's recently, and I've been just like... I think the week that I went there, I was just like burger crazy. Burgers here, burgers there. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it. Burgers everywhere. (laughs) I got some type of weird new chicken sandwich that they had, and it was unbelievable. I wish I could give them props right now because I want to say it was McDonald's because I've been eating way too many Big Macs. So I was like, you know what? I'll opt chicken. And I got this chicken sandwich. Or maybe it was Burger King. I don't know. But it was chicken, and it was fried. And there was cheese. There was a sauce that I cannot identify. And I think the cheese was some zany cheese, like fucking... Asiago. Yeah, Asiago. Well, that was the thing with McDonald's. And I, I haven't had McDonald's in a while either. 
And when I do, I just get a strawberry milkshake and fries. I haven't had like a oh, burger in forever. Milkshake. But um, mm. but uh, McDonald's like went with some sort of weird gourmet menu for a very long time where it was like bison burgers and, and like, ex- yeah, like you said, like exotic cheeses and shit on yeah, top yeah. of grilled chicken with like special sauces. And you're like, I kind of just want a Big Mac if I'm going to eat McDonald's. Yeah, Big Macs are great, but I can't say that those third pound burgers were a bad idea because they constantly had the Swiss and mushroom burger. Always on the menu. Mm-hmm. And Good call. They had uh, the. This is where I had beef. No pun intended. <laughs> was I feel like the pun was. They the had one burger which they called the third pounder deluxe, which was cheese, lettuce, tomato, onion, boom, 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 and then they had the bacon third pounder, but they wouldn't put any of the shit on it. Mm. So it would just be like bacon cheese if you want maybe lettuce it's like why can't i have the deluxe with bacon right i mean you could probably have it your way you know what i mean but <laughs> bah, bah, like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> okay that's yeah. it we just got sued why can't why can't i have why can't they combine those then you have an open slot for a new burger right you know what i mean because why would anyone want one or the other like in wendy's when you get the the junior bacon cheeseburger. Then there's a cheeseburger deluxe. Why isn't there a junior bacon cheeseburger deluxe? Right. You know what I mean? No, I get no it. fucking sense. I understand. But uh there was something I wanted to get into here. Do you remember when McDonald's had Chinese food? Everyone thinks I'm crazy and I dreamt this. Uh Not I'm gonna say that you RTG are crazy and that you dreamt no, this. No, 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 no. They had fucking a commercial for it where they were like the chicken nuggets were ninjas. I believe that this is the Anagastire of McDonald's foods. <laughs> you know, there's no way McDonald's had Chinese food. Yes. Okay. It wasn't lay, chi- tell, lay it it's on not us. not like they had lo mein and shit. What it do they was, have? General Zhao? It was, Give well, it to me now? Yes. It was, it was. They were chicken nuggets probably dipped in duck sauce. <laughs> I don't think I had it, but I remember it was Only like... Only Americans. It was like a white box with like fake Chinese words on it, and it was like chicken. And that's it. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like a, a poo-poo platter. No. Or no. fucking it a wasn't, chicken chow mein. It wasn't mugu gay pan. <laughs> it was essentially maybe a chicken nuggets in some sort Dunked of spice. duck sauce. Yeah, it's pretty much what it was. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Do you remember when they had the BLT and they served it in a styrofoam hard hat? That's exactly what I wanted to talk about. I was going to bring that up. To the people, I never had. I don't know how old our demographic of the show is, but to anybody under, I'm going to say 30 at this point, they got to understand that there was a world back in the day um, where drive-in theaters still existed. People drove big boxy cars that were bad for the environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you um, you only had maybe fucking 15 channels on the television. Your porn was scrambled. Uh, video games were 8-bit. Uh, it could go on and on and on. And in that time, there was an invention called the Mick BLT. Yeah. Was it a Mick? I believe it was. Yeah. It was a Mick BLT. And what this was, was a burger that you got from McDonald's. It was a burger? Yes. I thought it was a BLT. No, it was a burger. Wasn't it a burger? Yes, it was a I burger. I don't know. I never, yeah. I never had it. Oh, I had it all the time. You Did said, you? That was my main McDonald's junk. Oh, my God. I'm a bacon fan. I'm a ba- I love, if there's bacon on something, I want it. And it's not even because of how popular bacon has become in the last decade, where it's bacon, bacon, Which pizza, pizza, bacon, like, bacon. What took so long? I don't know. I fucking love bacon. Always have. The day that Taco Bell took their their bacon tacos off the menu back in the nineties. Bacon 90s, tacos. Yeah, you don't remember that? I'm like sweating right now. Yeah, they used to have back in the nineties. 
uh, they used to have tacos and they weren't a special like box thing that they do now where they come up with something for one week and then it goes away. This was a standard menu item, my friend, uh. where it was a regular taco supreme with oh. bacon in it. I remember, oh, I'm thinking of the chicken club taco, but no. that's different. But that was pretty fucking good. Anyway, this McBLT, you would order it. And it would come in a fucking uh, an earth damaging styrofoam container, yeah. and, shaped like a hard hat. But the thing is, is that the container wasn't closed. What it, it was open, and on one side you would have the burger and the and the bottom bun, and on the other side you'd have the bacon, lettuce, and tomato. And that, like it was an open face. That was the way that they served it. And then you would close the fucking thing and make yourself the BLT, the McBLT. And it was amazing. And was it was on a bun? It wasn't on like toast. No, nope, it was on. As far as I remember, Holy it was on shit. a bun. Let me see if I could look this shit up. Oh, look up the Chinese food too, because I'm curious about that. that okay. Be, can you, you ramble to the AFI yes. fucking audience for a little bit? Do you remember the Arch Deluxe? I do not. It came, this might be past my. Uh, what this was like '90s. It came at a time when Burger King did this weird thing with their buns that they had. And the buns had like a skid mark of like empty bun down the middle. Remember those buns? It was like a bun, but then there was a line shaved oh, off the yeah. middle. All those weird buns. Okay, wait. I'm they sorry had... to interrupt you already. Uh-huh. It, it was actually a McDLT. And what was the D? Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe because of Mickey D's. McDLT was a cheeseburger that was served at McDonald's in a styrofoam container that split between the meat and the vegetables and the sauce. Tomato. And we're selling. Wait, there was no bacon on this. Yeah, the whole thing was BLT. It was but that's based it on the BLT. That's it. That's exactly what it looked like. It would come like that, separated. Was there? Am I living in the weird Berenstein with an E and Berenstein with an A? <laughs> Bear's fucking semi dimension where I don't, fucking. That's got to be some type of mistake. That's not even what it looked like. Because there was bacon on there. <laughs> Dude, if if there's a world where the McBLT without bacon... It, look. What does the D stand for? Donald? I, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, in Mickey D's, the D stands for Donald. <laughs> I guess it does. But why would they just name a burger the McDonald? <laughs> I read something the other day where they were talking about... Uh, they were saying, if in case you believe in alternate universes... Uh, all this crazy shit that has been just think about all this crazy shit that has been going on has only happened since they started the Hadron Collider. What the hell is that? That I don't even want to get into all that, but look, the, 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 you don't Can I get a year. What? <laughs> oh, a few years ago. All right. It's it's a whole fucking uh, it's a whole thing. It's a whole physics thing with the Hadron right. Collider, or whatever. But I started thinking about it, and maybe we have fucking gone into a weird other dimension. We're living in another dimension. Hey. I don't doubt it. You know what? I always think like uh, uh, all the times that I've passed out from overindulging. It's like maybe I did die and, you know, mm-hmm. I just didn't get to see what my funeral looked like. And I'm just the reason why I'm living this normal life is because it's all the stuff that my head knows. And I'm dead right now. And I'm just keep living because of what I know. Yes. Like no new shit has happened. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about, my friend. See, I'm fucking I, I'm I'm in on it. I'm in. I believe the uh, I brought it up before. And How the hell did the McBLT go into this? I don't know. I have no idea. I want to keep talking fast. All right, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, and then I'll bring up my thing. Go ahead. No, no what were you going to say? No, I, seriously, Richard, go on. I just wanted to tell you what was on the Arch Hardest part. <laughs> now the Arch Deluxe was my favorite in Burger King history. All it was was a burger, lettuce, tomato, no onions, bacon. Okay. And I'm on board so far. Their secret ingredient 
was a mixture of mayo and ketchup with pepper. Isn't that just their... Uh... Oh, no. Yeah, mayo and ketchup. Isn't that their Big Mac? Isn't Big Mac oh, sauce just on, mayo and ketchup? Thousand Island. Oh, you're right. It's Thousand Island. Yeah. So, well, isn't Thousand arch- Island? Thousand Island is just mayo, ketchup, and relish, isn't it? No. How do you make Thousand Island dressing? Not with that shit. I'm I'm pretty sure. No. Mm. Okay. You can look that up. I'm gonna go ahead and look that up. It's not that shit. I've mixed that shit, and that shit is not that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Can I hit that shit? (laughs) So the Arch Deluxe, best in history: burger, lettuce, tomato, no onions, that mayo and ketchup mix with pepper and bacon. And here's the fucking the the crazy part. Okay. Was you'd think it wasn't that good because in those in that era of mcdonald's the bacon wasn't strips of bacon it was that bacon disc remember that yes i do which they call canadian bacon that's canadian bacon it was a circle yeah that that bacon that's in a circle like that is canadian bacon is it Mm -hmm. i thought it was just circularized bacon no (laughs) because it tasted like bacon (laughs) now it certainly is circularized bacon if circularized is even a word (laughs) but it is also known better to the masses and the layman's as canadian bacon turn something into a circle okay no i get it but yeah that that's why uh that's why at all the um punk shows we used to go to they used to be like circularize this bit (laughs) i want everybody out there to circularize right now (laughs) if they only knew what great word that is But, um, yeah, that Arch Deluxe was amazing. Mm. Okay. And you know what I hate? How they started making nuggets with, like, all natural breast meat. Bring back that bony dark meat. That shit was the truth. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, there's other ingredients, but everything that I'm bringing up for Thousand Island is the main three ingredients are mayonnaise, ketchup, and relish. Are you serious? No. Yep. It don't taste like any of that. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. It tastes, it tastes like a delicious. fucking... Mayonnaise, ketchup, and relish amazingness. Wait, you're trying to tell me that mayonnaise, ketchup, and relish fucking uh, aren't all delicious? Did they're all delicious in their own worlds, but <laughs> I would say that Big Mac sauce, Thousand Island, Russian, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is better. You know? Mm, okay. Because all those things separately, I don't like as much as I like Thousand Island. I'm a Thousand Island fan. Me too. Big Thousand Island fan. But I'm saying I like Thousand Island more than I like mayo more than i like ketchup more than i like relish together or not together yeah but sometimes when you bring three things that you you don't like as much together they make one really great thing that you like Mm. aka thousand island i guess so those russians know what's up you know what you know what my favorite thing to dip into thousand island dressing is don't tell me okay i never will cucumbers no but that's good though Mm. that's good any sort of vegetable Mm. I do like a fucking cucumber and hummus, and I also really do like a cucumber and ranch, though. I hate ranch. Yeah, I know. You said that the other day. You're a ranch hater. I can't believe that. I feel like our whole 30-plus-year friendship is a farce, because <laughs> if I would have known in kindergarten that you didn't like ranch, I never would have hung out with I your bunk I don't think ranch ass. existed back then. Yes, ranch it is did. new. No, it's not. So new. There were so many people on ranches that were eating ranch way before <laughs> we were born. I feel like ranch is just like super mayo. No, I don't. What the hell else is in ranch? I don't know, but I, but buttermilk. Even the fact that you're dissing on mayo so much is making me a little uncomfortable because I'm a mayonnaise fan, oh, my friend. I like mayo, but when there's too much mayo on something, I just feel like it's just like a hillbilly sandwich. You know what I mean? Like when weird white people eat stuff. You know, like I'm a white guy. Yeah, I know, but like, those, eh. 
really you're white. You're Italian. You're Sicilian, my friend. I know, but I you're mean, ve- there's very little white in you. I know, but like when people are like really white, ugh. Yeah, I know. You know, like I think you're weird asso- whites. I think you're associating <laughs> being really white in the fact that ranch dressing is actually really white. No. <laughs> so I'm the people's skin. So what you're saying is that the people's skin who's eating the ranch dressing also kind of looks like ranch dressing. Not the skin, just like that. I mean, you have your white people, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you have, like, those weird white that, like, you know, I guess the kind of people that, like, black people would make fun of, like, weird whites. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, like, mayo sandwich-eating whites. <laughs> you know, casserole-making whites. That is true. Whites like casserole. You know, like those weird whites. Yeah, okay, I get it. You know? All right. Ugh, it makes me sick thinking about it. I'd rather be Wesley Snipes black than weird white. <laughs> I am also going to agree you know? for a few reasons. I, I would I would enjoy the athleticism that comes along with being Wesley Snipes Black. Mm. I would enjoy, I'm going to guess, I don't have physical proof, but the uh, the size and girth of the package that comes with being <laughs> Wesley Snipes side, uh, Black. And I would also enjoy the fucking, the, uh, the hair that comes with being Wesley Snipes Black because... I love a fucking, I think black people's hair is the greatest shit in the world. I would do any, as being a dude who, who my whole life has always had thin fucking uh, straight hair, I would, I would do, if, if I fucking found a, a, a genie bottle and rubbed that motherfucker. That would be your first request. And fucking, uh, and, and Amy Dolan's popped out, Miracle Beach style, and gave me three fucking requests. My first request would be to have a fucking afro that I could put a pick <laughs> Are in. Are you serious? It's my favorite thing in the world. So you're saying you would want to do a Snipes thing to where you would shave it into like a Gumby triangle. Oh, dude, something. I would do the kid in play. I would yeah. do the Gumby triangle. I'd do that weird thing where the line's coming up the side and then the other part's like a little bit shorter than the other thing the Tupac and Juice I would do the Tupac and Juice that's I would, the best one I would do the full blown at like crazy to the point where you're scared that it's going to tip over afro I would do the tiny fucking well kept afro with the afro pick mm-hmm. which by the way on record I'm going to say greatest hairstyle of all time I would maybe spend a few years with dreadlocks there's so many opportunities if I had nice nappy like, black hair I like the Pac and Juice because it's almost like a road going up a mountainside sure right <laughs> exactly know? I would get my favorite fucking team uh fucking carved out in the back of it i would do lines i do those fucking electricity looking thing i would do everything i i was always a big fan of uh the method man little cheese cheese cheetos <laughs> cheese cheetos and <laughs> they look like cheetos like they're just little squigglies oh yeah i like those too i like the cheetos yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying i would do the old dirty bastard slash bjork in that video with the fucking little nubs and the square nubs all over their fucking thing. That's scary. I would, I would just, I, w- I would do cornrows and a heartbeat. Would you? That hurts. Oh, dude. Yes, I would. Black. I, I would love more than anything in the world to have a nice full head of black hair. Would you do like a half the head cornrows, the other half the wild fro that was yet to be rode? Yeah, right. Looking like you fucking you just went, yeah, right, <laughs> dude. When fucking Snoop Dogg is on the in the handlebars of that bike with the afro and then sits down and gets the cornrows, I've wanted that since the day I've seen that. <laughs> But I have this fucking weird, stupid, thin American Indian fucking uh, got that good sh- hair. Fucking hair. See, and they refer to that as the good hair. Ugh, it's not the good hair. No. Now, granted, when I was a young punk rocker and I wanted to do my Liberty Spikes and everything like that, it took me about a half hour quicker than everybody else oh, because yeah. it was so moldable. My hair was so damn thick. It took me a half hour for one spike to where I would just spike the profile and the front view and the rest would just be like just sitting there because i didn't have enough energy or time to spike the whole thing (laughs) 
<laughs> if you looked at me from the front or the side, it would look like spikes. But if I put my head down, you would just like almost as if I had like a big bald spot. But it was just hair that. Well, wasn't yeah, you were with. you were lazy about your spikes. So lazy. You would you would you would. <laughs> I forgot all about this. Oh, fuck. Dude, I would have to use half a can of Aquanet, hold the spike, and blow dry it for 10 minutes just to get one spike. You would, I couldn't use gel. You you literally did. Now, they're normally called Liberty Spikes, but you literally did what the I would call Liberty Spikes Liberty. because <laughs> only the front hairline would be spiked up and everything else would be flat yeah. because you did not want to go through the hours it took to spike every part no. of your hair. It looked uh, it, like the Statue of Liberty's crown. Whereas I would sit in the mirror and literally fucking every little spike had to be perfect and well, it took Well, because you could just dab your hand in gel and fucking do a spike and it would stay. If I did that, it would just flop and i would have to like at first i would gel it then i would mold it then i would spray the aquanet (laughs) then i would have to blow dry the spike until it stayed in position that's a nightmare fucking hilarious i forgot all about it your fucking statue of liberty liberty spikes (laughs) i was repping the fucking freedom Bring me your tired, your hungry, and your poor. No matter how punk you tried to be, you always just looked like half ass punk. You always just looked like the greasy Italian punk. Like um, <laughs> what's his name in Son of Sam? Not Son of Sam. Uh, yeah, Son Summer of Sam. Sam. Yeah. yeah, Summer of Sam or whatever <laughs> with fucking where Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody, where exactly. he exactly. You looked exactly like that. And he, his name was Richie in that movie. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. You wore. You would wear like the white, the white fucking wife beaters, uh-huh. and you had the fucking um the uh the chain with the lock around <laughs> yeah. it, and then the oh man, you're fucking hilarious. <laughs> you as a punk rocker was my favorite shit ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the wife beater just never worked because I was way too ethnic for that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Richie's punk rock auto body. That's what I'm saying because you're so fucking greasy Italian that the, the wife beater was kind of just a, a, a self fulfilled prophecy. <laughs> it was gonna happen anyway. And it's like just, I never moved out of Brooklyn. You could have been a punk rocker. You could have been a jock. You could have been a raver kid. But the fucking the wife beater was going to be consistent without <laughs> throughout without. Um. Man, I have no idea how we got on any yeah. of this. And man, white beaters were so uncomfortable. Like I've never, I've never been a white they beater. Were, they were so meant for comfort and so weren't because the top, you're all good. You know what I mean? You got the sleeveless, it's the straps, you're good. If, and then all of a sudden, they have this super long bottom <laughs> that's like thin and tight, but then loose, and it was just terrible. I used to never know where to put that thing. I'm not a. I'm. Not, I don't know why. I, I, but I'm not a uh, like wife beater, basketball jersey, even sleeveless t-shirt kind of guy. I just it just doesn't work for me. My body just and and regardless whether like I've I've always I, I've always like fluctuated. I'll be overweight, then I'll be skinny, then I'll be overweight, then I'll be skinny. I've done that my whole life. But regardless of if I'm in shape or not, just wearing something without sleeves just doesn't work for my body. I want to see you in a wife beater so bad. I just it wouldn't work. I'm telling you. Can just, you just wear one one day? <laughs> yeah, please? certainly. I will certainly wear one. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. dying for it. Now give me give me past the winter so I could I could drop this extra winter pounds that oh, I got. Yeah. Let me get back in shape. I, and I'll I wear one. I expect you to freeze your ass off in a wife beat, but one day when the weather gets nicer, I want to come into the AFI studios and see you sitting there with. Liberty Spikes and a white beater, <laughs> but my Liberty Spikes. <laughs> I will. I will certainly do the fucking the Liberty Spikes for sure. Um, the front row, just the front row, and then the other side's fucking 
uh, like folded up, yeah, like flat top almost. And like if I had a few extra ticks on the clock, I would add a spike here and there, like a couple on the sides, and then the rest would just get tucked behind the ears. Fuck it, let's go to school. Ah, that's fucking great. That's fucking great. Like I would have if I wanted to spike my whole head, I would literally have to wake up for at like five thirty for school. <laughs> yeah, never happening. No, I get it. I get it. I would, uh, yeah. What a nightmare. But I was always happy with, for school and, and for shit like that. Like, I was happy with having the just floppy, like, fucking weird kind of Afro-y hair that, that you knew that later on on a Friday night would be in perfect spikes. But during <laughs> the day, it's just fine and all over the place. I was fine with that as well. Yeah, but if I didn't do any type of spike or anything, it was just fucking Buster Brown for me, my friend. Bowl cut city. Did I, you ever have a mohawk? Uh... Around the time we did our CD release show, I did. Really? Remember it was blonde? I don't remember that. I had a, I think it was blonde, but with dark tips, or I did the, or I did blonde tips, but it was right around CD release. Okay. For us, all right. For our album. I don't remember an RTG Mohawk, but yeah, I would like was, to see that. It was good. It was good. Whoever has the video of that, yeah, that night, it's representing. <laughs> it was a good one. And plus, I got the widow's peak, so my mohawk goes right oh, to the yeah, point. You fucking, know what I mean? That's some Jake from the Casualty shit. <laughs> Hell yeah! The Italiano fucking. Mohawk. I'll have a New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a self fulfilling prophecy. Even his food was self fulfilled, <laughs> <laughs> and we knew it. We were like, "Holy shit! It's Jake from the Casualties." He's looking at the menu. He's definitely getting it. I'll have a New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> all right how do we get on any I don't, I don't know where we're fucking at we're all over the road but it's okay it's okay i needed a few laughs i was feeling a little depressed today like how the fuck are the stars something's got something a catastrophe is gonna happen it's gonna happen to me obviously but how are the stars so aligned to where we are both gonna be employed at the same time Something's, Whoa, okay. Please find any fucking this. semblance of wood and knock on it three times. Thank you. Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> all right. Uh, I can't jizz. If I, you know, I can't undrink something if I said it. It's already fucked. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. That's why the way Aiden is the hard this part. I would say the hardest part is watching the catastrophe come crashing down. Squash us like tiny grapes. <laughs> no matter what happens in our life, RTG. No matter how in chaos and fucking addiction and self-loathing and anxiety and all the things that we go through that we talk about on this fine podcast, at least we have this where we come and sit and talk and that enjoy. And it's a, it's a safe haven. Mm-hmm. It does make an hour of my shitty life a lot better. <laughs> Two hours a week feel great. <laughs> well, it's about to be more than that because we have patrons or right. patrons that already have fucking um paid into the ten dollar tier which uh which really yes i thought uh i thought only two people have donated and it says our total is under nine dollars oh i don't so how could that be a ten dollar tier no it's from what i saw that the uh that <laughs> thanks uh i haven't looked exactly but but there's people that have already bought into the ten dollar tier which not only um, it gets you two exclusive A High Five episodes a month, but it also gets you a, a personal song written That's from That's my favorite part. I can't wait to get to the writing again. As a matter of fact, the, the first person I that, that um let's take a look. I'm sorry. For, so the last time I spoke to you, there were two patrons mm-hmm. and but the total of uh donations was only nine dollars. So. Yeah, I don't know how that works out. 
Yeah, but I, I wasn't able to find out who or where the or what. And yeah, you know, it says nine thousand, but then it says zero of your goal has been reached. So I don't understand. Well, yeah, the goal is kind of a weird thing because it's like I I set our goal at five hundred dollars a month. Just so that say. basically means like if there was five hundred people uh, donating or, or like uh, submitting a dollar a month, and we'd hit that goal. Right. The goal doesn't really matter. It's more it's more whatever. You have to set something. Right? Yeah, right. That's right. why I said it so. Low yeah. because we're not trying like I said last episode we're not trying to get rich we're just trying to we're just trying to get some money up for the show from people to listen to the show that we could make the show better for the people to listen yeah. to it it's it's an investment in the show basically yeah but I do want to say you have to pay for the show to exist so I do want to say um, that our first official patron of the show is Julian Yukon and uh, thank you Julian yeah and uh, Ju- was it Julian. Julie. Oh, Julie. In Yukon. Uh, Oh, as in Arizona? I believe so. Or Alaska? Or as in the territory? She said, uh, stumbled upon your podcast via uh, Google Play last year sometime, and I'm pretty sure me and my SO, which is a very millennial millennial thing to do, but I use that sometimes too. I don't know what that is. Significant other. Okay. Um, I love it. I fucking, uh, I'm never going to call somebody a girlfriend again. I'm just going to call them my SO. And I have listened to every episode. And then this is my favorite part. Uh, she said, in lieu of a song, because <laughs> so our first patron fucking uh, doesn't want the song. She just doesn't want the. She's like, fuck your stupid song, which is great. Really? Yes. Yes. In lieu of a song, would it possible to get a Julie. shout out in an upcoming episode? Just Julian Yukon would suffice. Ha ha, either way. So, number one, Julian Yukon, this is your shout out. Shout yeah. out. But also, I feel bad that we're doing this in, in the hour and 15. I'll give you another shout out earlier in the show later on. Yeah. I didn't know we were going to talk about Patreon. You'll Patreon. get as many as you want. But you officially, uh, Julian Yukon, go down as the first patron of the A High Five podcast. Thank you, Julie. <laughs> Did you get a photograph with Julie or the SO? No, but I'm sure Julie and her SO are fucking fantastic looking people. Yeah, I want to take a look. They obviously have great uh, taste in podcasts. In podcasts. <laughs> and, uh, and we really appreciate it. And then there is also um, Paul, who is actually a friend of ours, um, somebody that we haven't seen in a while. But, oh, thanks, Paul. Yeah, he's also, I think, came in on the $10 tier, who will also be getting the two extra uh, episodes and a month. And I believe today is his birthday, so happy birthday, Paulie. Really? That's what Facebook said. No, I didn't see that. But <laughs> Facebook yeah. says so. It's got to be true. So, and then, and then, um, I got another message while we're sitting here that somebody was saying that they weren't able to find us on Patreon. So I'm going to investigate that. But anyway, what I'm saying is, in the few days that we've put this, there's people already that are willing to donate to the show, and I cannot explain to you how much we appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that's really nice. If anybody who listens to this show wants to give uh, to go on Patreon and become a patron of the show, as little as a dollar. Uh, or anything a month, it it helps us out to expand the show. In the eyes of an angel. <laughs> uh, for the price of coffee, a cup of coffee a day, <laughs> you'll get your favorite podcast, and you could possibly uh, get two extra podcasts a month. We could write your own song, and then as as things progress, there's going to be more perks. Like from Julie for you from UConn. Um, you know, she might not want the song, which I totally understand, Julie, and that's a great fucking choice because the song's <laughs> probably going to suck. But uh, as far as soon as we get a high five merch and shit, like she better believe that I'm I'm going to send her out some shirts yeah, and shit right off the bat. Just the fact that she's numero uno, she right? Exactly. A couple fucking extra patron to- number one extra prizes. So anyway, 
if you're listening awkward and, high five the egg and you want to go on <laughs> go to a high five pod.com or awkward high five.com and there's a and there's a become a patron page that you could press the link from there or just go to patreon.com backslash awkward high five google all that shit we're on there we appreciate everybody's support we appreciate everybody who listens to the show we just want to fucking keep going with this thing and um be able to talk about old big macs mm-hmm. for hours I'm, I'm gonna investigate some food and uh, get back at you on the next episode i feel like there was something else i needed to okay. say but i guess not well if it was food related i want to hear it <laughs> no, i know i know you love food rdg i know that shit i'm getting hungry all right sweet sayonara see you at the buffet so um there will be an episode on saturday as opposed to friday this week now that there's actually people paying into the show, we need to be professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what day we record it, we'll, I guess we'll put it out on the days that they... Yeah, yeah, for right now. Yeah. My goal is to get back to a Tuesday and Friday, regardless of the days we record it. But for right now, since we're doing this on a Wednesday, and then the next time we can do it is on Saturday, you're going to get a Wednesday and Saturday. Either way, you're going to get two episodes a week, Yeah, is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you for listening to our Good Hi-Fi podcast. Go on Patreon, hook it up. Go on iTunes and leave a review. If you're not the money-given type of person, which I totally understand, you could really help the show by going onto the iTunes and leaving a written review. That helps more than anything. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, we miss those reviews. And um, Or otherwise, just if you listen to the show and you enjoy it, next time you're at a fucking party, say to your friends, hey, I listen to this podcast and it's cool. Thanks and, again, Julie and Paul. And that's, uh, that's the way we roll. I don't know. Anyway. We'll see you in a few short days. And taste you again. With love, with breath, wanna smoke you up. Even though my chest hurts, smoke you up. Get more pain, less, wanna smoke you up. Inhale my best, and I'm out of love. With love, with breath, wanna smoke you up. Even though my chest hurts, smoke you up. Get more pain, less, wanna smoke you up. Inhale my best, and I'm out of love. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.